Live from the Business Radio X studio, welcome to Time Well Spent with Julie Hullett, your source for inspiring stories of busy people who have made more time to do what they love. Now, here's your host, Julie Hullett. Well, hello, everyone. My guest today is Liz Jenkins, the owner of A Fresh Space. They build themselves as classic organizing with a modern aesthetic. Liz has been in business 18 years and is based out of Franklin. A Fresh Space specializes in organizing, mood management, and they offer handyman services. The handyman services are part of the company, and that's led by Liz's husband. Liz has a college-age daughter, many hobbies, and fosters spicy kittens, and we'll get to that a bit later. Welcome, Liz. I'm so glad you joined us today. I know many people are interested in organizing, so I can't wait for you to share some of your tips. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here, and you know, I'm pretty passionate about the work that we do, and um, and also partnering with you has always been so much fun. Well, thank you. My pleasure. And I, you and I have worked together for a bit now, and I've seen you and your team in action, and I'm sure people that are listening are wondering, is this something you were born with? I mean, is organizing part of your DNA? Because as we all know, not everyone has that gene. Yes, not everybody has that gift. And it is funny when I talk to organizers, I do a lot of consulting with organizers around the country and talk to tons of people. And I I found that it seems to me that there are like two different um, kinds of people who go into organizing. You have those people that color-coded their Legos and their crayons and did all of that when they were children. And then you have those that grew up kind of slobby Mm -hmm. and then realized that they couldn't function like that. And I was actually that second one. I was actually a a slobby kid. Stuff was everywhere. And then when I got to college and then afterwards, and then when I started going out on my own, I realized that I really wasn't happy like that. And I was struggling to keep up with everything. And once I started figuring out how to create systems for myself, that is when I was able to really function and be productive and a lot happier, calmer, all of that stuff. So then I ended up turning that into a business. So that actually is what made the difference for me in terms of being able to be very productive and 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 actually be a functioning adult. So so that goes to show that, yeah, that goes to show there's hope for even the slobbiest of slobs, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no judgment on our end. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you know, there's a lot of organizing companies these days and countless books and tips. And a lot of consumers believe, I think, that it's bins and baskets. Color coding, you mentioned earlier, you know, your cereal boxes all facing the same way in the pantry labels. But your model's different. So talk about your model and your process with clients. And I guess what I'm trying to get at is what makes a fresh space different? Well, there are basic core organizing principles that come into play when you are organizing. Um, Unfortunately, one of the, the trends that I've seen recently, and I think it has a lot to do with the proliferation of organizing shows and books and blogs and Instagram and all of that, which is amazing for our industry. Don't get me wrong. It's been phenomenal for people to be exposed to it and to see it and be like, oh, this this looks really great. I'd love to have this in my life. Unfortunately, a little bit of what I've seen are 
there are definitely people that have, I hate to say learned from pretty pictures where they seem to think that putting lots of things in bins and baskets makes it organized. And that is not actually the case. Bins and baskets is actually the very last like icing on the cake sort of part of it. The core of it is you really have to dive deep into the process. And that process involves really just pulling everything out, evaluating what you have, sorting it all out, like with like, editing out the things that don't anymore, those things that aren't useful, really thinking through systems, zones, categories, usage. There's a lot that really goes into it when we create an organizing system. It's not cookie cutter. Everybody's different. Everyone's family is different. And I know that you see that in the families that you work with, which is how do you use your space? Who's touching what? How frequently do things get used? How easily does it need to be accessed? What kind of storage does it need? You know, for example, you wouldn't put potatoes in a wicker basket because as soon as one goes bad, that basket's going to mold. And it's things, it's really thinking through that usage, the functionality. Aesthetics is always wonderful. Like we want our spaces to look amazing. We want people to walk in and just be like, oh my God, I love this. It's wow. It's fantastic. But if it doesn't work, that's when things fall apart. And so what we find is when, when people tend to call us is when, a lot of times when they're sort of drowning in clutter and and many times that comes from a significant change in their life. So maybe it's a move, they've gotten married, they've gotten divorced, their kids are gone, they've had kids. Uh, Maybe a family member has passed and they've inherited a lot of things. You've got estates. So there's a lot of things that can come into play. And a lot of it is just busy working professionals that just don't have the time or the expertise. And funnily enough, a lot of our clients are actually pretty organized people. They just don't have the time or the uh, bandwidth to create the systems that they can then maintain. So there's a lot of things that come into play with that. But the core of organizing isn't the bins and baskets. It's the systems and the thought and the experience that goes into creating the spaces that really work for each individual person and family. Mm-hmm. So functionality, I heard you say, and usage, and people don't think about that. And, and I think the rule for me personally is I like things to be functional first and then yes. beautiful and then That's beautiful. Exactly. Right? exactly. That's know? exactly it. And it, there's a lot of layers there. I mean, from what you've described and people don't think about all that, but I mean, the benefits of having systems and having organization are peace of mind, your stress is reduced. One of my clients used the word liberating after you and your team were there because you mm-hmm. made such a difference for them. And all those things really help increase productivity, right? Oh, absolutely. Some of the things that our clients, and we've been doing this a really long time, and we've worked with people at all different um, stages of their lives and where they're at. But some of the things that I've had people tell us include sleeping better, better relationships with their family members, uh, you know, kids, spouses, all of that. Um, Their health has gotten better. You know, if you have an organized kitchen and maybe you want to eat healthier, if you can find the things that you need to create those meals and it's easy to clean up, you're a lot more likely to, to do that. Things like, um, having more free time, more time to spend on enjoyable hobbies and enjoyable things rather than constantly feeling like you're chasing after everybody and trying to clean up clutter. 
the, the sleeping better is really interesting because a lot of times we'll go into clients' homes and their bedrooms be, are just this dumping ground of <laughs> everything and it's chaos. And it's really hard to decompress, fall asleep, be calm in a space that does not lend itself to that. You know, every time that you walk through your home and you think about all the things that you do, if you can't flow through your space in a way that really works for you, you're not leaving your home in a way that sets you up for success for the day. When you come home and everything is just a hot mess, that's one of those technical terms, right? And everything's a hot mess. You know, you're, you're, you never feel like you're ahead of the game. And so you never get that sense of calm. You never get that sense of, I can really enjoy my space and have that time. My goal at the end of the day is I want to be able to shut down my laptop, make dinner, go hang out with my foster kittens, have a glass of wine, read a book, you know, and do some household chores. You know, if I need to put away a load of laundry, great. I don't, I don't have 20 loads of laundry that have piled up for the last two weeks because I have systems and a flow of how everything works. And that does not mean that my house is perfect all the time. It does not mean that things don't pile up or I don't get in a a bind every now and then. But for the most part, having those systems and having things in place means that the cleaning up and the tidying up and the prep and the wind down flow so much better. And that flow is really what we see makes a difference in how people feel when they're in their space. So, so those are those kinds of things that we hear, the sleeping, the relationships, the calm, the ability to relax. It, and it all comes back to productivity, but I look at a lot of it as where, where's my brain space in all of this and how much is being occupied with things that I don't necessarily want to be doing, but I have to do. And so when your, ba- when your bandwidth is all taken up with the chaos and the clutter, it doesn't leave room for those conversations for that planning for that time to be creative and spend with your family and with yourself which doesn't leave you with a lot of um a lot of time to just be good point good point and you're you know I always feel like your home should be your sanctuary mm-hmm. and one thing I recognized was I, I had a closet that just needed to be organized and it was in the front of my house so every time I walked in, even though I wasn't consciously aware of it, I knew that had to be done. And I kept putting it off and putting it off. And when I finally did it, it was just such a relief. And I, I live by myself, so it's just me, but it impacted me. So I can only imagine people with children and you know a bedroom full of laundry, et cetera, et cetera. That's just got to be overwhelming. So that is definitely a benefit of getting those systems in place, like you described. Um, well, and I will say, and not to interrupt, but one of the key things that I say to a lot of our clients is that um, physical clutter causes mental clutter. Mm-hmm. And those hidden spaces have a huge impact. Even if you can't see it, you do know it's there. You made such a good point with that. And a lot of times we've have clients that are like, oh, my friend's houses are always perfect. I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> what you see looks perfect. But believe me, we've been in those houses and there are very, very few people that every space in their house is highly organized. You know, you open a closet, you go into a guest room closet, the attic, the basement, the garage, cabinets that nobody ever looks at, but you open it and everything falls out. And those front hall closets and any place under the stairs and any place that people can do a stash and dash, that's where things go to 
I say to say they go to die and nobody ever wants to look at them again, but people know they're there and it's a weight on them. And it's this low grade anxiety that things need to get done. And those are the areas that we tend to address the most. Thank you for that. I'm sure people don't even think about it that way. You know, they just know they need to get something tidied up. And I, I'm going to use stash and dash in my future. That's a great oh term. <laughs> <there. laughs> um, can you share uh, briefly one of your favorite stories about um, where your organizing made a direct impact? Oh my gosh, there are so many. Um, I will say that while we adore doing our high level unpacks, um, you know, we do uh, full service unpacking for clients and get them settled in really quickly. And we love all of the beautiful spaces that we can put on Instagram. Some of the ones that have the most impact for us tend to be the ones that maybe aren't the most beautiful spaces, but are the ones where the need is so great. And I remember we did a project for a client, oh, so it was quite a while ago. And it was a woman who had inherited a ton of stuff and had a lot of pain in her life, just a lot of several family members had passed on and she, she was basically just drowning. She was alone at that point. And we were able to go in and just create a few spaces for her where we were able to help her go through all of the things that had belonged to her mother that she had been avoiding for years and years and years and just lay them out for her, walk her through it, create really good storage for those things and just honor all of those things that she had. And, and, and being able to just do that was so impactful for my team, for me personally. Mm -hmm. Some of the other ones that have been amazing is um, honestly, we love doing nurseries <laughs> when, um, we actually just did one recently and we had a client who was moving in downtown Nashville and she was so ready to give birth <laughs> and her apartment wasn't done. And we're literally like, here's all her stuff. We have to get her in. And we, we were able to get in and my team, like everybody was like all hands on deck. We got that nursery organized. And like the next day she went into the hospital. Wow. And she was able to come back and everything was immaculate in that nursery for her. And she sent us just the sweetest text. She's like, I don't know how I would have, I would have done this without you. And just being able to, to do that was just, um, it made everybody so happy. And I think that's really what we see in so many of them is um, the unpacking portion is, is especially key because many clients that move here or they move locally and they get in and they're trying to get back to work. Their kids are going to school and we get their whole house unpacked in like four days. And it looks like they've been there forever, but better because everything's immaculate. <laughs> it's right. not like they just unpacked and stuffed everything into cabinets, but that has been huge. And, and I literally was texting with a client this morning. And unfortunately it sounds like her rental house is being sold out from under her. And so she and I were texting and she was asking for some move recommendations and just to get on her schedule because she thinks she'd have to move to another rental because they've been trying to buy in Nashville for a while, which as you know, is challenging. And the last sentence she texted me this morning was, well, you know, I'm not going to be able to do this without you. <laughs> Exclamation. Oh, nice. Because we had gotten her unpacked. She had moved here from California, was very overwhelmed. And we did the whole house, I think in two and a half days everything's set. Those were gone. Art was hung. We had to 
changed toilet seat. Our handyman came in and changed, changed toilet seats out and hung art and put together furniture and took away all the boxes. And she was all settled. And she's like, I hate having to do this again, but I'm so excited to see you. Like, okay, great. Well, I mean, you just described life passages there, you know, parents, deaths and uh, new babies and Mm -hmm. then moving. So you covered quite a spectrum. Yeah, we've seen it all in the there's so many stories I can't tell you, but (laughs) yeah, I bet (laughs) I have a list of those myself. Um, So I want to move on now a little bit about you personally. Um, Your hobbies include reading, kayaking, one of my personal faves, cooking. Where's your favorite kayaking spot? Well, it's funny. My husband is more of a fisher, a fisherman. He likes to go out to, um, he'll go out all day. He's got his Jackson and his Crescent and the motors and all the stuff. I like to go more recreational. So I'd like to go out for just a few hours. And so we'll typically end up on the Harpeth. We do the Harpeth a lot. Sometimes we'll like Percy Priest and hit some of the inlets. We're actually going to um, Alabama for a little kayaking weekend. We found a tiny house right on a uh, lake and river. So we're going to go there and just spend two days in kayak. So, but the harp is kind of our go-to because it's close to home. Okay. And we all heard this collective sigh when I mentioned the foster kittens. <laughs> <laughs> so how did that start? And um, how long have you been doing that? So I actually started fostering kittens when we lived in Florida. So it's been going on 25, 30 years now. Um, I was on the board of a no-kill shelter in Florida. I fostered kittens for a really long time down there. When we moved here, we ended up moving into a tiny house. I don't know if I call it classified as a full tiny house, but it's only maybe a thousand square feet. I didn't have the room. Now, when we moved three years ago, we specifically bought a house that we converted the entire bonus room into my kitten foster room. So I have a one fast cat wheel and we've got cat trees and lounging. And, um, and so now I foster for Williamson County and I do mamas and babies and I do uh, just weaned kittens typically around four weeks, I keep them till they're two pounds and then they go in to get fixed in for adoption. And then I also, one of my personal favorites is the spicy teenagers. And those are typically kittens that have maybe been living in the wild. They're technically old enough to be adopted, but they're not friendly. Mm -hmm. And so we bring them in and we tame them up. We, We have kind of an internal spicy scale So, you know, you can have like the very mild up to the jalapenos and the ghost pepper versions. So it's kind of this internal joke that we have, but how spicy are they? And our goal is to make them lovable lap cats as best we can. I've had some that, you know, they're going to be friendly. And I've had some that maybe just are going to be a good barn cat, but we give them every effort we can. And I'm telling you, it is the best thing I do to just, honestly, if I'm having a day and I just go up there and I'm in a kitten pile. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally nothing is better than that. I bet. <laughs> it sounds delicious, doesn't it? Um, I know you have a dry sense of humor, but what always makes you laugh? Always, every time. Plays on words. Okay. Which is funny. Um, and I read a lot and I find that if I find certain lines in books, my husband just laughs at me because I'll just start cracking up and he doesn't even get it. I'm like, it doesn't matter. You just have to be, it has a context. Um, Broadway shows, like I do love a good Broadway show. And sometimes in the show, like I love ones that are amusing and funny. I don't really watch TV at all. And um, yeah, my sense of humor is weird. I just, it's like my daughter is the funniest thing I know. She has a very similar sense of humor to me. And so sometimes she'll just come to me with the strangest things. And we have, 
I don't know, just random things. And all of a sudden I just lose it. And I, not that much really like a lot amuses me, but not makes me like keel over laughing. So I don't even know how to describe it, but okay, I'm not like a typical joke sort of person, I guess. Well, I have to find something appropriate then that is makes you think, I guess. Um, being a business owner, plus you have a side hustle we didn't even get into uh, consulting, and then a mother, a wife, obviously you've got a crazy busy life. How do you carve out personal time for yourself? I will tell you that the biggest things that have made the difference for me in my life is the fact that we have really, really good internal business systems. And we actually use an app called Basecamp, and that's how we track and manage our entire company. And we started using, I want to say seven or eight years ago, and I've actually created an entire program. I actually sell it to other organizers because it's very robust with to-do lists and documents and procedure. Like we make procedures for everything. And it might seem like overkill, but my goal is at the end of the day, I want to be done. Not that I don't check in or this or that, but when I was sick last week, um, I had this weird allergy attack and I it was I was really out of it. My company just kept going along. Everybody knew what they were supposed to be doing. Um, I could just check in, make sure that if anybody had any questions, but for the most part, if I need to step away, it's not a problem. I'm not all that involved in the day-to-day because everyone on my team knows exactly what they're supposed to be doing, when they're supposed to be doing it, and how they're supposed to be doing it. And we have a lot of checks and balances and everybody supports everyone else. So having those internal systems is is huge. We implemented um, a, a time and expense tracking system that uh, links with our bookkeeping system. So that has been huge. So really the systems has been what has made the difference because I don't want to work 24-7. I want to be able to have some downtime and some relaxing time. I work a lot only because we're so incredibly busy right now that just the influx of new clients and all the things that I do manage is a lot. But if I didn't have those, um, those systems in place for tracking everything and documenting everything and making sure that everything got done, I would be I would be a basket case. And that's what I see when I meet with new people that I'm working on consulting with. It's that's what I see is is they're trying to manage everything in their head, on paper, in emails, on text, voicemails, all that stuff. It's not sustainable once you start to grow. Mm-hmm. And I see the same thing for people in their families if they don't have any kind of systems in place for the same thing. There's only so there's only so much you can scale up. Right. If if you're trying to juggle everything, because inevitably a ball is going to drop and then everything's going to fall apart. And 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 the anxiety I can't handle the anxiety. Like I'm I'm a list maker beyond belief. Yes. <laughs> I'm I a list like everything. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to that. So I would encourage you to contact Basecamp and see if you can do some kind of endorsement program for them. I've thought about it. I've actually asked, can I get a a, a deal if I said because I've had a lot of other people in my industry. Um, that are now using them just based on our referral. Um, They have not been super receptive, but they're really good. And what I really like about them is it's a flat fee every month for unlimited users. Yeah. Unlike a lot of systems that are out there. Okay, great. Um, I'm going to ask you one more question and then we're going to move to the lightning round. Um, Nervous about that one. (laughs) Are your your family members neat freaks? Oh, that is a bit of a challenge. Um, (laughs) I'm forcing my husband to be, um, he is, he, so Bill and I've been together almost 30 years 
Um, I would not say he's not a slob, but he's, he's one of those guys that tends to leave a little bit of a, he tends to pile. Hmm. He's more of a piler. I'm more of like, here's a home and put it away. And so he has a few designated areas in the house that he's allowed to pile and the rest of it. If he leaves anything out, I'll give him like a period of time, but it starts to stress me out. So I tend to collect things and I'll put them in his area and then he can do whatever he wants. And I just put blinders on when I walk by his little area. Um, I will say that my daughter's a bit of a slob, but she definitely has, she knows how to do it. She just doesn't choose to do it in her own space that much, but as long as she keeps it in her area. So I will say there's a few areas of my house that are a little stressful. I just avoid looking at them. Well, the good of the worry. day, <laughs> you have found a coping strategy. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm not actually a super neat and clean freak. Like I'm, a, I'm, I like things to be really clean, but it's not like everything has to be perfect all the time. We live here, right? We're busy people. It's not like I don't have stacks or piles here or there, but at the end of the day, I want everything to have its home and have an opportunity to get it all put away so that I can start out with a clean slate every day. Good for you. All right. You have found something that works. That's great. Yes. All right, let's move to the lightning round. Okay. Oh, boy. oh it's exciting. I, love oh, I don't know if I'm fully caffeinated for this, but go ahead. You can do it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Window or aisle? Aisle. Okay. Dinner in or dinner out? Out. Staycation or vacation? Vacation. Introvert or extrovert? Oh, massive introvert. <laughs> okay. I kind of thought that. Um, mountains or beach? Beach. If you had a time machine and you could go back to any decade, which one would you choose? Hmm. Oh, I don't know. Um, the Roaring Twenties. Okay. That seems to be a popular choice. Is it the clothes <laughs> or the champagne? Both. Okay. Good answer. <laughs> okay. I'm so glad you're with us today. Thank you very much. Very informative. Um, I'm sure our listeners are going to want to connect with you. So what's the best way for them to do that online or social? You want to give us a couple of sites there? Sure. Um, well, I'm super excited about our new website. We just built a new website this spring. It's the same URL, but it looks really nice. And it is afreshspace.com. The letter A, the word fresh, F-R-E-S-H, and the word space, S-P-A-C-E.com. Um, and then also, if you like amazing organizing pictures and lots of great tips, I would definitely recommend following us on Instagram, where we are at a fresh space. We're also on Facebook the same way. Uh, you can find us there. Those are pretty much our two primary spaces. Um, we're most engaged on Instagram though. Okay. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time today. Oh, you're so welcome. And so now, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It was so enjoyable. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you liked it. Um, okay. And now here is a time well spent tip. If you're feeling inspired by my conversation with Liz Jenkins of A Fresh Space and feel the urge to toss everything that doesn't spark joy, stop right there. Many people don't consider the time commitment for an organization project before they start. And once you're in, there's really no turning back. So if you're being honest with yourself, is that really how you want to spend the next few weeks? Before you tackle a huge organization project, whether it's your garage or your entire home, consider working with a professional to help you understand how to best utilize your space. They'll also be an unbiased voice of reason when you have the urge to toss those old family videos or the instinct to hang on to your college sweatshirt that's obviously seen better days. Thank you all for listening. If you have questions about the podcast, please connect 
with me on LinkedIn or Instagram. I answer all messages. Thanks again, and we will see you soon. Thanks for tuning in to Time Well Spent with Julie Hullett. This show is brought to you by Julie Hullett Concierge, LLC, a personal concierge service in Nashville, Tennessee. Learn more at juliehullett.com.